everybody, Downright Sports, and this is an awesome episode. I'm excited. It's our Christmas episode, our NBA Christmas episode, let me be very, very clear here. And uh, somebody who I've been hoping and dying comes on the show. This man is busy. He's everywhere. He's a, he's the, he's a globe traveler. He's entertaining the masses. He sat down with AOC once. He sat down with uh, Heather Hunter. He sat down with one of my role models, doc, the Dr. Dre, from not uh, the NWA Dr. Dre, Ed Lover in Dr. Dre. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one of the, ho- the, the hosts of the 950 Lounge, Kevin Pryor. Kevin, thank you for joining the show. Brett, man, I appreciate your time, man. Happy holidays to you and your family. It's always a pleasure to chop it up with you, my brother. I appreciate it. Happy holidays to you. Yes, it's the Christmas show because Christmas is the title for everything. But it's the holidays. I celebrate all holidays, especially I'm if I get... i to pr- give you the image here. You see, I, I, I made sure that, you know, I got the memo and I'm trying to give you the nice image of the holidays. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> it is better than mine. I just got a Marvel... <laughs> Poster in the background because it's the way I can position everything. All good. Uh, Kevin, if you wouldn't mind, to my audience, all of four people, could you introduce yourself? Um, tell the world. Um, I'll give I give you a small deduction. You've been doing the nine uh, nine fifty lounge for about six years, right? Uh, you and your brother. Uh, you guys do the show together. Your brother Charles. Okay, I need to know that why that's his name. But um, go ahead, uh, introduce uh, yourself to my audience of four, and uh, you know. Sure, no doubt, man. My name is Kevin Pry, aka Nine Fifty Kev, aka LeBron James, the Radio Game. Uh, so many names, so little time. But we've been doing a show, like you said, Brand, for about six years, Nine Fifty Lounge, and it definitely was not something I wanted to do. Um, my background is media, and I've been in the advertising game for many years, and was doing radio, and d- did not have any, did not want to be involved with it from that end. I was on the marketing end, advertising end. My brother, who's a comic, aka Rodeo Charles, you government name, <laughs> he came to me and was like, "Look, man, I, I'm trying to boost my comedy stuff and get more gigs." And like I said, "Listen, why don't you do a, a podcast or a show?" Unbeknownst to me, that I would be involved with it at that time. Um, so I said, listen, I'll help you start it up. i help you get a host, and we'll do it. And one night, I was sitting with uh, Charles and a, a friend of mine, who I, I, at the time, thought was going to take over and host the show. And You know how black comics can be. They can be loud and condescending and all type of stuff, and it just didn't work out. So I said, listen, I'll do the show with you. And then little by little, as I started doing the show and getting involved, I was like, you know, so I'm, I'm having a good time. Um, so one day I came to him on the side, I was like, look, man, we, we had another partner at the time that just wasn't really working out. And it was just almost like we was in a barbershop, just, just <laughs> folks. It was no structure. And I said, look, you know, um, if, if we're going to continue to do this, I, I want to do this, you got to let me take over. I, I can be kind of possessive when I admit that. He said, I've been waiting for you to say that. So then what I did was I got a, another colleague of mine, a.k.a. Backstage Ed, who I've known for many years, played football with, and he's a, a techie. That's the one that I didn't have. He's a techie. I need a techie. Then I got another friend of mine who's always out running the streets, just a classic man. Like, look, I need a guy that thinks he's, you know, AKA fake Romeo. I, I need that. Casanova. And then, we, we brought another young lady in that I was friends with that was, you know, doing her thing. And then it was so much synergy because it was my brother, um, friends, guys, and colleagues I've known for a while. And, and obviously we just started to grow and develop and, 
start to grow the show to new heights, taking it just from being an internet show to you know multiple networks and streaming platforms, and obviously growing the brand. And 2018, you just mentioned in your opening, um, we had a little-known politician named Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez come on the show. Nobody knew who she was at that time. I can call her directly. I can't have that luxury no more. Um, but uh, you know, she came on and brought some cameras and didn't think much of it. Six, seven months later, she was in her election. She won her election. That video became a documentary called Knock Down the House that got played on Netflix and really took us to a whole new heights. And it wasn't like we were a political show because we weren't. You know, obviously, we were brothers and people that were conscious of what was going on, but it certainly was not a political show. Certainly, you would not you know, um, uh, disguise me as um, Van Jones or Will Blitzer. <laughs> but it, it's taken off to that fact that we've had you know, other politicians on um, we've had celebrities, Heather Hunter um, was doing the show. Uh, uh, we've had Michael Bivens. We we've had uh, you know um, uh, Stokely Williams from Mint Condition, and then you know, uh, Lilo Brancato from Bronx Tale. And we've just grown the show to to greater heights. And um, now, as we enter into 2022, we're launching this new streaming TV network, which I definitely want you a part of. Which I think I've told you several times, um, and that's going to help us not just grow, grow 950. Will grow, I think, think the, the audience of 950, that 27 to 54 professional that's still looking, that still maybe has a little swag left them on the weekends, but wears a suit and tie on weekdays and um, still wants to talk about sports, entertainment, and politics, and with all the media out here where you can go to different things in different places to, to get your content, to be able to go somewhere where it's not. It's not just us acting crazy. It's not just us acting, you know, um, stereotypical. It's quality content that you know touches all your parts, your soul. Whether that's uh, entertainment, sports, media, sitcoms, movies, you name it, music, we'll have it all on our new platform. That's it's that's amazing. It's it's inspiring listening to you talk about that because we haven't. Well, I haven't reached the heights that you have yet, but. Downright Sports was created because me and DJ Chase, who's my cousin, was sitting in his apartment, his old apartment. We were like 11 and 10. He had a gateway computer, and he's like, bro, you talk too much. I'm going to turn this computer on. We're going to record and pretend to make shows. And then 2009 comes along, and he's like, I figured out a way we could do internet radio. Put the show on there. We did. A, we joined some terrible guy he was trying to build something he had the right idea he just had the very like should night approach about him we've all had (laughs) like in the middle of one of my shows one day he called a meeting like i took a commercial break and never came back like literally and it was like this i was like this is insane he just he had the slick back and he was like we doing things we're gonna do things and i was just like I'm out of here. I'm going home. Enough's enough with this, man. Oh, but, on the video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he definitely was. But it is awesome to hear you uh, just say literally, like, I had no interest in doing this. And, like, no. you're the front man. But I think that's what makes it cool because, like, you weren't looking for it and it came looking no. for you. Exactly. It was not my, my path. Obviously, years ago when I was younger, you know, I did radio in college and, and I had that backdrop from I was you know to play sports and play football and I always wanted to do media on the side. But once I got into my professional life, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm actually in it. I'm actually in radio. I'm in advertising. Um, you know, I, I, I sold advertising for the NFL, Syracuse sports, Army football, 
Um, you know, so I was in it. I just didn't feel like at that time when my brother came to me that, you know, terrestrial radio was kind of kind of going on the, the teeter-totter, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, we're doing this kind of new wave media where, like, um, it's podcasting and streaming media and, you know, streaming TV, cord cutters, and now the thing. And, you know, now we're coming, you know, still being in COVID, but coming out of those malaise of COVID, you're talking about now agencies and advertisers are looking to invest in brands like we have. So it's a whole new world. But when we first started out, we were using a thing called Radio Loyalty. I don't know if you ever used heard of that. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a circuit that gave you like 250 you know, listeners if you were lucky. <laughs> um, and again, so it's, and it's not that long ago. So, I mean, technology has really flew. It's really grown over the last couple of years. And to be able to do what you know, we're doing, and Brett, you've got a great show. Don't, don't please don't underestimate yourself. <laughs> I, I listen to you, brother. Like I said, you know, and while obviously we, we're label mates on a, on a network that we partner with, and um, you got something that's special. And again, like I said, man, it's, it's what it's all about now because we're able to take our voices and bring them to the masses where 10, 15 years ago that was impossible. Now, I think, and maybe to start, I've been out of school for a long time. But it something I think younger, especially young black kids, could start exploring because they don't know, like, oh, you don't have to, like you said, go into terrestrial radio. You don't have to try to go to Broadway. Like, you can start your own, build your own. The advertisement is there. They're thirsty. They want original content. There are more reboots in the world. And people like yourself and others are building... And it's it's different. Uh, Dame Dash, who I look at his Instagram all the time, he yes. did kind of the same thing. He's like, "Look, I'm just going to create my own thing. I'll own it all. I don't need anybody." And it it, it is something to there. And I think that's what the misses all the time. And um, it's just it, it it's so awesome, especially when you see something. And I'm not like you know. I'm, my, I, I'm a, you know, I listen to Public Enemy every day, but I don't lay <laughs> it around. It's like it's awesome. You see, like you know, a, a black people building, creating a community, creating um, entertainment, and like you said, it's not the typical thing everybody's looking for. It's different. You get a little variety. So I think that's some. Independent. I mean, we're in, like I said, you mentioned Dame Dash, just somebody who I followed for many years, just because again. He was on the cutting edge of just being independent, doing things different, you know, saying that, you know, the people coming out, they laughed at him, like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to be my own boss, mm-hmm. on that. But again, that's part of the growth and the things we're doing, because again, you can take, you know, how we're talking right now in two different states, take that, throw some algorithm and SEO behind it, promote that, get it out to the masses and have it grow. I mean, it's, it's, it's people I know right now, JR Sports Brief, Started on YouTube, but now works for NBA TV. I'm a brother named CP that um, did Nick's does Nick's fans TV. Just thought I just taking his, his cell phone to the draft one night, and now he's got over 50,000 followers and is doing talk radio in New York. So the growth is so much there, man. And like it, again, this is the golden age. They'll look back in 20, 30 years from now, maybe will be old and gray or not even here anymore and they'll say wow you know this 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 generation was able to take you know their own voices their own thoughts and bring it out to the masses mm-hmm. and if anybody taught us that it was in the previous presidential um uh, uh 
was a group that, you know, pretty much used Twitter to swagger jack the whole election. Well, the orange man, the orange man, as my girl calls him. She calls him something else, but I won't say on my show. I keep my show PG. But, yeah, yeah, I tried to, but yeah, he 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 definitely did something where I sit back and I'm like, how can I manipulate this? But I wouldn't live with myself if I did that. You know what I'm saying? Now when the paper rolling, I may shut up and just you know eat my guilt with my filet mignon. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> as as your show grows and your network grows, I'm curious because it's completely different than the question I think I was going to ask you next. And you've had so many like polarizing people, and I think it's it speaks to like yo, you had AOC before she came AOC. Like yo, my face is everywhere. Is there anybody? Is anybody on your wish list you want next to you next? Like who? Like I know my wish list is not what people think. Like. I don't want to interview Derek Jeter. I would look like the people I want to interview. Like I will, I want to sit down with like um, T.O. is who I want to sit down with. Or uh, uh, crap, you put me. I put myself on the spot now. I can't remember. But like I don't want the. I want guys who can tell a story, who came from something, can give back a little bit. That like that's what like I would like to. I would love maybe two hours to talk to Dusty Baker. You know what I mean? Like. Dusty, like, or, or a guy who, a black manager who for some reason can't get a job for more than two years, takes teams to World Series, like, that's who I want to sit down with. Is there right. someone you're like, I got to talk to this person? Well, you know, Brett, with me, I mean, more than the, the entertainment or the, the visual or the, or the person I'm talking to, I love a great story. You know, like, one of the best interviews I did was with Lilo Mercado from Bronx Tale. And it wasn't because he was from Bronx Tale, it was just because of his his start, his fall from grace, and his resurrection. So, like, if I had to pick somebody, it's people that I look at that maybe the masses necessarily would not say, well, huh, what's up to him or her? But they have a great story. One of those people is Paul Lewis. Um, and somebody that, you know, just from a standpoint of, you know, being one of the greatest and, and then having, you know, his personal life kind of vilified, which is nobody's business but his own. And then how he's now somebody from 60, I think he's 60, 61. I think so, yeah. Who's now found himself in a place where he's comfortable with who he is in his own skin. Another person who I'm hoping to get and, uh, would love to interview is Morris Day. Um, yeah, of the time? the time? Oh, yes. Time. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, obviously a guy that wrote with Prince, but people who know the story, and, and again, I'm, I'm somebody, you know, certain age that listen to the time and still do, you know, with the Prince situation and how that all worked out and how working with a genius like Prince, not saying it's, it's a great thing, but also could be kind of rough, you know, and how you balance your lives. So, you know, with me, it's and it's always been this way with 950, is the story. Because I think, again, it doesn't really matter about the individual. It's about telling that great story. Because, again, as an interviewer, and somebody, something I take pride in is really being able to take somebody, a piece of clay, and make it into a, a whole Gumby doll. You know, a piece <laughs> of clay, and now you say, you know what, wow, I didn't know that about that person. Like, we had AOC on, and obviously it was very early in her career. We, we talked about things that she... Nobody has reached out and talked about. You know, we've had also other politicians like Jamal Bowman on the show. And, you know, he's come on many times. And it's like, yo, you know, you guys are unique and different. Um, I take pride in that because I really believe that. And you can hook me up to a 10 lie detector test. And I, I'll say, hey, listen, I, I, I can compete with anybody. And it's not to knock anybody. It's just the confidence I have in myself 
as an interviewer. And, and again, I, we call ourselves the best team in radio, self-proclaimed best team in radio. And it's not because we, you know, we ask the greatest questions, it's because we have the best chemistry. And in this day and age of media and, and new age entertainment, it's about chemistry. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking. And it, it, is, it is, everybody has a conversation and has an opinion. But what do you bring to the table that's different than 10,000 other programs? What do you try to bring? All I can bring is Kevin Pryor. All I can bring is 950 Kev. Because that's there's only one me. Right. And I tell to my team all the time. Just be yourself. You know, if if it has to be a situation where you kind of divulge information, maybe you didn't <laughs> want to talk about, that's okay. Because we're all human. We're all people at the end of the day. And while, you know, it, it could be embarrassing to you and your significant others, from a, a conversational standpoint, people would appreciate that because... A lot of folks in this day and age are trying to be something they're not. If you, we, we social media, we, we talk on Instagram. Everybody's making two million dollars and has a, fel- a palatial thing, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And that's not reality. No. Nope. When you bring reality to the table, people appreciate that, and they become more interested in what you're putting out. Chase says it all. Chase, every t- we talk every day, and what makes me laugh is he always posts this picture of him getting on the airplane. He ain't been on that plane in three years. Nobody knows that. <laughs> And he texts me. He's like, you know, many people was like, yo, where you going? And I'm just like, I just thought we just start laughing because it is true. Lives are lived on this, you know, pretend thing. You know, it's it's so it's so strange. For me, it took me. So I've been doing the show. I did the YouTube show for a minute, but probably you could total up about twelve years. And it took me a while to kind of find my voice because I was like. Ooh, I just want to be Mr. Facts, no opinion. And then I think I, I, I said I could back my opinion with facts, but I wasn't being myself, just trying to, you know, trying to not to ruffle feathers. And I still try not to, but when you hit on the fact, like, look, I, I got trust in myself, it's something I was like, yeah, I got to do the same. That's why I think I was like, yo, I'm the notorious sports critic. Because I don't think nobody's ever used that title, sports critic. Right. And that's pretty much what I do is criticize what I see. Mm-hmm. Did it take you, for somebody who was in marketing, were you just like born with, yo, I'm just 100% the most confident cat in the world? Or were you just like, I got to work at this, let me feel it out. And then one day, like an acorn hitting you in the head, you just like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is me. This is who I am. Was it, Did it just happen? Or? Far from it, far from it, Brad. <laughs> I mean, um. You know, growing up, and I'm from the Bronx, New York, growing up, um, I was kind of a shy, reclusive individual. I had to come out of my cocoon. Sports helped me do that, you know, because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't the type of guy that, that, that you know, people could see that to me today. They go, wow, this guy always probably had this kind of confidence and swag. And that was, that was far from the case. But sports helped me balance that, where I was good at football and, you know, you know decent in sports. It helped open my confidence. And as I got older, it became a situation where I felt like, you know what, if I can't, if I can't play this, I was realistic. I wasn't the biggest kid, you know, uh, or the fastest. But I was like, if I can't play this, I would love to talk about it. Um, then as I got into you know, college and professional life, um, that early on wasn't the case. Um, but then <clears throat> I did some acting, you know, did some commercials. I actually did a commercial with the great Shannon Sharp <laughs> and Jason Seahorn many years ago. Um, it's probably still on, on YouTube somewhere. It was a Charles Schwab commercial with Jason Seahorn and Shannon Sharp. It was the year 
Seahorn came back from his knee surgery, and Shannon Sharp had just won his first Super Bowl with the Broncos. Right. And then we did something at the Yale, and it was really fun. And, and Shannon, Seahorn, I won't talk about it, but <laughs> Shannon was really cool. I mean, downright, just what you see on TV. He hung out with us, ate lunch with us. And so, you know, those type of things helped build, I think, as I, I look back now, who I am today, this, this you know, this character I, I, I play on the show. But certainly it was nothing that was, you know, natural. I think I grew into it. But then once I grew into that confidence and that swag, it was, you know, all, 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 was, all was gone. It was ready to go. I was ready to, like, you know, bust through the gates. You couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> and I think, obviously, you know, as I got older and into my 20s, I was like, look, you know, um, I don't care what you believe. I believe, and that's all that matters. And I've kept that. And, again, people could see that to be, you know, arrogance or conceit I just call it confidence because arrogance and conceit is putting somebody else down I don't put anybody else down I try to actually lift everybody up because I really believe that the more the more of us that are here doing these type of things the better we are like you know how we met and, and now we, we, we're chopping up and talking on your show and um, maybe talking about a business opportunity so I think again it's about us growing as, as, as a people and I think again sometimes within our communities we, re- we kind of look at each other, and, and unfortunately, some feel like, well, if, if Brett makes it, then that's going to take my spot. Yeah. If Brett makes it, that just gives somebody, whether that's, you know, Brett personally or not, gives them the motivation and, and the fuel to say, you know what, I can do that too. It's not to say, well, well Brett does it. That's, uh, Brett don't know what he's talking about. Kevin don't know what he's talking about. No, Kevin knows what he's talking about. I can do what Kev does. And yes, you can. You know, so, you know, we try to make things seamless and, and look like there's no work involved, but it's, it's, it's a lot of sleepless nights where I'm up, you know, middle of the night and, you know, and, and I've changed my lifestyle a little bit from I run every day and I try to do that to keep my mind and body in tune and I got a day job and trying to work other things. But, you know, again, it's a, this is a labor of love. I love what I'm doing. If, you know, people tell me all the time, well, you must be making a million dollars. It's no far from it. They're making a million cents. But, <laughs> But again, it's a passion. And if you love what you do, the money will come. It was I, when I got with my girl, Allie, about three years ago, it was like, yo, I do a podcast. And I was like, ah, she's going to leave me. And she's like, nah, that's awesome. And she has, she cared less about sports. Like, right. she'll sit down. She'll be like, are you watching basket football? I'm like, you're funny. And then somebody had hit somebody. She's like, yeah, fight. And I'm like, calm down, calm down. But she... I used to record out of her old apartment when we first got together, and I used to kind of like, hey, this Brent Reed doing not sports, and she's like, why are you whispering? I'm like, I don't want to disturb your neighbors, and then she was like, listen, you talk like you're talking to me, and this little, you know, this girl from this country town is telling this kid from the Bronx, like, no, 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 project your voice, don't worry about what nobody's saying, somebody got a problem, they come holler at me, and I'm like, alright, mama. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh yeah. She supports my habit. I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't go out here and do drugs. I don't cheat. I come home and eat because she makes her this food. She fed me one day. That was enough for me. Oh, never leaving. (laughs) Before before uh, we wrap up segment one, and yes, we're coming back in segment two. More Kevin, but this time it's all basketball. Um, What position you played in football? I was a strong safety. When, you know, when a time when you can, you know, using your head was encouraged. <laughs> um, and, and thank God I didn't listen to that because I always felt like, you know what, 
I'm going to leave with my shoulder pads because I know a couple times and then one time I got a concussion. And I, you know, I touched the top of my tongue with the top of my mouth and I feel like I was smashing my head. Mm. And that's why I'm never using my head again. But playing strong safety and, uh, you know, I coached a little youth football that, you know, some of the young men that I've coached in the past before I got into the radio thing, played college ball and what have you, one that actually made it to the league. Um, but, um, you know, again, I played strong safety, was a physical if I could take you back a little bit, I was kind of a Ronnie Lott, you know, um, Alvin Walton, Kenny Easley style, you know, more like, I'm not going to play you much in coverage, but I'm going to probably, you know, creep up to the box <laughs> and, you know, try to make some hits. But, yeah, I mean, um, mm-hmm. in some days I still feel it now, these old knees. I never, I'm, all right, my mother ain't let me play football. I played baseball my whole life and I played, tried to play basketball. I made teams, but when we played football in the street, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to pay for some memory loss when I'm like 50. I know it's coming because there are days today I walk in the kitchen. I'm like, I came in here for something. And that's probably one of the football plays I'm paying for. All right, real quick. This is Brent Reader, Downright Sports. We're here right now with my man, Kevin Pryor of the 950 Lounge. We're going to come right back in the next segment. Um, we're going to talk more. He's going to, we're going to go into the NBA. My man's a Knicks fan like me. We suffered. All we do is suffer. We are into... I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk more, my man. Um, this is Downright Sports, everybody. Everybody, we're back. Segment number two. This is uh, if you're just tuning in because you can listen to Downright Sports, obviously, here 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, fresh in Atlanta at Street Mat Street Madness Radio, or you can listen on Thursday at 8 o'clock at night on DynastyRadioNY.com. And we're here with the one, the only, a fellow Bronx. Do we have Nick? Are we Bronxians or we just the B- a fellow BX? Family member, but the, the former, a fellow uh, Bronx family member, Kevin Pryor of the 950 Lounge. And now, Kev, we were talking during the little break about the current NBA season. And obviously, we're Knicks fans. And currently, right now, when I took this down, the Knicks are, where are we? we, we, we Knicks are 12 and, well, 12 and 13 because they lost to the Bucks last night. On Christmas, they're going to play the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks are not doing as well as we thought. It's early. Just give me confidence, Kevin, that there's there's hope. Like, we're making the playoffs and we can make a run. Like, do we have a team that can make a run? Well, you know what? Just like you are, man, Brad, I, I am somebody, I'm a Knicks fan, and I'm somebody who uh, who feels it on a, on a daily basis. I live and die with every bucket. Um <laughs> The, the, the optimist in me believes that there's still time to get together. Um, I, I think, again, sometimes when you have a deep team or, 
a lot of players that can get it done, you know, sometimes that could be, it, it can have a negative connotation. I think that's what we're experiencing now. We're experiencing a situation where, you know, we have so many different players that you know, are interchangeable that I think Tibbs is trying to find his way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the situation that happened with Kemba. I, I think he should have some more time, but it's early. That can kind of switch. Um, you know, I, I like what I see with Obi Toppin, um, the way he's athletic, runs the floor, but I think, again, team to leave them open, uh, you know, that, that, that mid-range. He's got to work on that. Um, Julius so Randle at this point in time is not the 2020 Julius Randle. I think last year, if we, were, if we go back to the beginning of last year when Obi was drafted, the thought was Julius was going to be traded by the, by the mm-hmm. All-Star break. Um, that changed because of his phenomenal season. Um, and I think sometimes you play with a chip on your shoulder, being a former athlete, I know sometimes that can help you. We need Julius to have that chip. Yeah. Him. But I really believe that, and, and if you asked me this question four months ago, I, I probably would not said this, but I really believe now, as we're having this conversation, the Knicks need a trade. The Knicks need an infusion. The Knicks need somebody, and again, I'm talking about that that, that young man that plays out of Portland that's from um, hometown of Oakland, California. We, we need an injection. And while I understand people say, well, you know, the young kids, listen, I, I get that. But at the end of the day, you're, if you're a Tibbs-led team and a Tibbs-type coach, you're not trying to build this for four or five years. No. You're trying to win now. You're trying to make an infusion. And I think, again, that might be Damian Lillard. Now, what I'm seeing through the, you know, through the tea leaves, and you know, I know, Brett, you follow the game pretty heavy yourself, um, the, there might be some, you know, some opportunity now to go after this, to go after Lillard after Christmas. Um, I think they definitely should do that type of deal. I think, the, I mean, again, can the Knicks get into the playing game? Sure. But is that enough for us after, you know, last year? I don't know. And I think, again, it just seems that the team is, it's got a lot of solid players, but just because I think so many guys play a similar role, there's a time where right now I think that, you know, we're kind of stagnant. I think sometimes a, a trade can shake up the league. The the idea of, oh, we can win with, like, cast-offs and role players, yeah, it sounds cute when you're the Minnesota Timberwolves, but when you're the New York Knicks, and I don't care about that sound, you know, the, the luxury or whatever, you got an endless piggy bank. The Madison Square Garden prints money. The You see the Lakers go get people. You see... Brooklyn, go get people. You can get players if you do what's necessary, and you're 100% correct. Why would um, Thibodeau sit there, have all these young players do this five-year thing, get fired so somebody else can come in there? It didn't work in Boston. That's why um, uh, Stevens went up into the front office because they kept trying to do this young thing, young thing. And at the end, I think Mike Wilborn said it best. You need veterans. You need a fusion of veterans. And the Knicks got a couple of them. But Lillard in Madison Square Garden with the team he has. Because the one thing, if you noticed last year in the playoffs with the Knicks, the issue was the way the guards played. And Derrick Rose is okay, but he ain't Rose that we that you need. Right, we, we can't ask D Rose. D Rose is doing a phenomenal job, and he's he's a solid off the bench player. But last year, as you know, we were asking D Rose to be MVP. D Rose, and that's not, not there no more. So 
I, I just think, again, and you're not going to win a championship or even get close even to an Eastern Conference Finals with Julius Randle being number one. No. It's just not going to happen. And I think, again, right now what we have is, is, a, is a Julius-centric team. Um, you know, Fournier, uh, he has his moments. Um, you know, I'm not ready to, to, to close the book on him. Um, but I think, again, we just need something. And, again, I'm an Obi Toppin fan. I'm an Obi Toppin fan at, at, at date. I like him. But if a situation happens, you're going to you're gonna have to give the get. And that's probably going to be R.J. Barrett and Obi Toppin. Let's you, just call it what it is to get Damian Lillard. You said it, and I'm writing it down because I didn't want to forget it. The mo- They have their moment. And that sums up the Knicks in the last 40 years almost. They keep getting players that can have their moments. Um, uh, uh, Spreewell, Al, uh, Allen Houston, um, Larry Johnson, who I loved, by the way. Oh, LJ, put the L's up. Love that guy. But you, they keep getting guys that can have moments instead of guys that can have, that's just great all the time. Don't have to, oh, it's tonight the night he, uh, he does his thing. No, every night you could pencil him 25, 30 points. That's like, they, they wasted... Patrick's whole career because they never gave him another number two. They never gave him another worthy player. And with Julius, I hate to tell them this. The other team has a coach too. If I know all I got to do is stop Julius and then we're good, the heck you think they're going to do? Let's just stop Julius. Right. The rumor I saw, and I hope this this doesn't happen, was trading Julius for... Ben Simmons, and I don't think that can happen because I don't see where Julius fits on the 76ers. I don't see that either. And no. Ben Simmons can barely play in Philly with that fans. New York ain't going to be any more sympathetic. Right. And so, no. I, I, I mean, I guess Dane is the only player. Now, here's a thought. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why maybe the Knicks give the Timberwolves a call and go get Carl Anthony Towns. Well, listen. Now we we talking a whole different ball because again, uh, you know, towns would do very well in New York. His hometown kid, right over the bridge, over the water, Jersey City. Um, certainly, that's another player. And it, to me, and I'm glad you mentioned towns because the only two guys I would trade for right now are towns and Lillard. Um, I think you know, again, that that situation in Minnesota has gotten a little better because of Anthony Edwards' the development. He's I think actually ahead of schedule. So I think maybe Minnesota might be trying to hold out a little bit longer. Um, but Towns has to ask himself if he's willing to wait. Um, because, again, I mean, you know, while he's still a young guy, that next contract, do you want to stay in Minnesota? Do you believe that they're one play away? I don't think they are. Um, but I like the, I would love to see him in New York. I think he would flourish here. And if that happens, you probably have to give up. You might have to give up with Julius, and that's fine. I'm at the I'm at the point now where, like I said a few months ago, I would have said, you know what, I don't want to give those guys up. Uh, I, you know, we got young guys, but right now I think you have to make this you have to make a change. Um, you know, I believe in Leon Rose, I believe in World Wide West. I respect those guys, Scott Perry. I, res- I respect those guys. I just think that right now you're kind of in NBA purgatory. <laughs> seven for eight. And you make the first round, and we'll all be going bing bong because we win one game in the playoffs, <laughs> and then we're home. So if, if if that's what we want, then yeah, you can stay put. But 
if you really want to take this thing to another level, and right now we mentioned off air, the East is up for grabs. Up there, uh, you man. know, and Milwaukee will eventually come around. Um, the Nets, we know about the Nets. Philly's got a lot of issues. Atlanta's struggling right mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, uh, Washington has fell back to the pack. You know, so Indiana's not going nowhere. Nowhere. So the East is wide open. It's an opportunity here. And I think, again, sometimes, you know what? In pro sports, you just got to go for it. Yeah. And I think where the Knicks are at right now, like, look, you know, you can be happy. Last year was a great year. We None of us, as Knicks fans, expected this. We were very happy. And I was very happy with the one win. I thought, hey, you know what? We got to win the playoffs next year. Now we are next year, 2021-2022 season. And it's not what we necessarily thought before Christmas. That can change. I'm, I'm a glass-half-full person. But I also believe that if you want to take the next step in this evolution of bringing Knicks basketball back to a time that either, you know, I mean, I might have been crawling, you know, swimming <laughs> in my daddy's nuts or something. If we want to bring it back to that time, you know, with the Clydes and the, and, and the, and, uh, no, the, the, Willis Reeds, Dave the Butcher. We gotta make some changes. We gotta we gotta run with it and go for it. And I think again, there's only two guys out there. We've mentioned those two already. Yeah, nobody else is load and free load unloading anybody else right now. I said before Phoenix got good like three years ago that Nick should have traded for Devin Booker, who I thought they should have went after because he had oh. he had garden written all over him. Oh. Uh, before we wrap up, and I, I, I want to tell you, thank you again for doing this. This is a this man. This is like this is the this is a good Christmas gift I can ask for for the show. I said when before the season started, I I said it, and you can see it. I don't care what anybody says. The Lakers are only going to be as good as LeBron James. He's the narrative. If he's great, the team's going to be great. Because I've already gone on a limb and was like Anthony Davis is not going to be. Uh, a and if the Lakers no at all are we on the projection are we are we on the train from Brooklyn to L A for the championship or is Giannis like wait a minute wait a minute calm down everybody I'm still here this is still my championship or even is L A even going in because are we gonna see a Jazz a a, a, a Utah Jazz in the finals again or Denver Nuggets like you said it best the league is wide open but we know when the playoffs come veterans come to play right are we getting Brooklyn and LA well I don't think we get in LA um I think the Lakers is not and I said this from the start um on many programs that I think again Father Time is undefeated mm-hmm. and if this was 2014 the Lakers would be a 70 win team we're in 2021 going into 2022 and we're, we're seeing it. LeBron is having a hard time staying healthy. Um, you know, Carmelo is just, you know, he has certain nights he can perform like Mike, but that's not the norm. Um, we, we mentioned Anthony Davis. We know about Russ. Russ is going to be Russ. And while some nights that might be great, most nights it's not going to fit in that cohesion that they're trying to build. And the rest of those guys are just role players, the Malik Monks and Terrence Mann, mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the, the Hortons. Um, so I don't see them going. I think the team out west again is Golden State. I think what we've seen with Steph Curry is somebody who's growing, who's actually 
people said he got to he's got to leave now. Steph is a runaway MVP. You, you know, you got you know Draymond doing his thing, and you don't even have Klay Thompson yet. I forgot uh, about you know, them. They've made Gabby Payton Jr. look like a like a highlight reel every night. You know, I mean, so you know, Golden State to me is the class of the West, and very close behind Golden State is Phoenix. I think people are looking at Phoenix like it's a one trick pony. They're not. And I think when those teams play the Lakers in the playoffs and play their style of You're basketball right. up and down the floor, the Lakers will have all type of problems. Lakers can't stay. They, they, the Lakers, are, they're too top-heavy, and they can't run with these young mm-hmm. teams out there in the West. And then we haven't even mentioned Utah. And obviously, you know, once Murray gets back for Denver, that's a whole other angle. So, no, I don't see L.A. coming out. L.A. is a nice team for those who are playing fantasy basketball. <laughs> Somebody who's just like, well, you know, they're, they're recognizable names. But... You know, LeBron is 37. Um, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook is post 30. Mm-hmm. The guy that should be leading them, Anthony Davis, ain't got it in them. And, and they'll probably have a brand new coach by January 1. Yeah. And, and finally, maybe LeBron will finally just do what he's supposed to do and just become the head coach. He's That's been. It, again, he, you know, again, I know we're limited on time, Brett, but, you know, LeBron, while, you know, we know that obviously they have a front office, Palenka and Jeannie Buss. Nothing happens without LeBron. Mm-hmm. They had a they had a chance to go out and get Buddy gets buckets out of Sacramento. They chose Russell Westbrook. Now I'm not knocking Russ. Russ is who he is, but Russ is not what the Lakers need. The Lakers needed somebody to open the floor so LeBron can penetrate. Yes, and that's not Russell Westbrook. And like I said again, you know, Russ is a name. You know, Carmelo is a name. You know, even Dwight Howard, he's a name. Mm-hmm. But these guys are not what they once were. And like I said, if we were in 2014, they'd be a super team. In 2021, they're the dispendables. <laughs> <laughs> the moment they put that team together, I, I put a TikTok together, and I, I used the expendables theme for that. Because that's exactly what they are. It's Stallone to be on the team at the after that's Christmas cool. break. I, I love Westbrook, but he's not what he he's not what they needed. I thought LeBron would get him and be like, "Look, man, let me show you how to do this." But I watched some of those games when LeBron was out, and I'm like, Anthony Davis, why are you not taking the last shot and you're letting Russell Westbrook shoot the three? Like, think but, about this though, Brett. Russell Westbrook probably in all his life, high school, AAU, UCLA, he's probably the the, the no the the Thunder. He's never been lower than the second best player. Yeah. And probably in his mind, he's always been the best player. So you think that's going to change? This guy is a top <laughs> 75 player. He's a, he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. He's not going to change his Mm-mm. style of game. Russell Westbrook is crit walking on the Laker logo. I mean, he's back <laughs> in L.A. He's like, this is home. Yeah. This, this is where I'm supposed to be. These guys ain't L.A. bred. I'm L.A. bred. So he's, he's doing what he's supposed to do in his mind. And, again, shame on LeBron um, for not recognizing that because this guy's not going to change who he is because in his mind, there's nothing wrong. Mm-mm. He has a walk a triple-double, so he feels like, you know what, everything is fine with me, you know, but it's it doesn't fit that type of team. You know, again, that type of team needs wing players to shoot the ball. When LeBron was at his best, he had the Kyle Corvers, yeah. you know, and those type of players that can open the floor – so King James can go into the, to the middle of the paint. Anthony Davis, the Lakers are better when he's playing center. For whatever reason, he doesn't want to play the five. And when they go with, you know, the you know uh, a Dwight Howard or 
you know, um, who, who's the other center they have now? Um, oh, the, um, uh, the, oh my God, uh, the guy from the Nets. And, um, oh, uh, DeAndre Jordan, who I forget is on the team. Yeah, who's, who's well past his prime. Yeah. I mean, it's, they just like, again, the over the hill gang. It's, it's, it's sad because I'm not a Laker fan by any stretch of imagination, but it just seems like, you know, Laker fans came with this delusion that they were going to have these old guys come in here. When this has never happened, there's never been a team this old ever win a championship. No. Stats don't lie. So people say, oh, well, you're a Knicks fan. Well, fine, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm also a Jet fan. So I know about losing, but I also know about sport. And I know that that's not going to work. And what they have there was a, was a desperate move, you know, because they were tight with the cap. And it, it's not going to end well. And unfortunately, the guys who are take the hit for it is their head coach. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it's hey it's how it goes it keeps me talking if it, if it if it's chaotic it's good for t- it's good for the show is all I have to say about that um I have nothing else I'm done I'm I'm done Kevin you've been awesome I appreciate you man again I, thanks so much for your time Brett this has been fun um, next time I'm gonna have you on my show actually it's funny because along with 950 Lounge which is obviously our stable I'm putting together a new sports show myself. Um, coming um, next year, 2022, Bottom Line Sports Show. So certainly would love to have you on that. Kind of, uh, more about you know behind the lines or outside the lines approach, and you know about the sport and what makes sports tick between college and pro. Oh, I like that name though, Bottom Line. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, I wish I'd have thought that. That, hurt, that hurts. That hurts a little you got bit. A great name. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin. Uh, plug whatever you got to plug. And then I'll let you go. I promise you, I swear, I'll let you go. Plug everything you need to plug. You, you got to get me out of here because I can talk sports on one night. But, <laughs> um, again, catch the best team in radio, um, 6 to 9 a.m. every morning, 9 feet lounge on mobile platforms. Also catch us, because um, I say it's because of regret, 1 p.m. Eastern every day, Monday through Friday, on Dynasty Sport, on Dynasty Network. Um, big shout to, to the people at Dynasty. They do a great job. Yeah, they do. Um, and obviously, look on, be on the lookout for my new sports show coming on Backstage Radio and other platforms, iHeart, called the Bottom Line Sports Show, starting in January 2022. So hit me at Instagram, 950Kev, or Twitter. And also, one more thing, which I actually do, I haven't forgot. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, I do a uh, NFL show with uh, a gentleman named Terrell Jones to be the fitness the uh, trainer and fitness conditioning coach for the San Francisco 49ers on Clubhouse. So if anybody's got Clubhouse, um, no, we don't talk the junk. Like we're not trying to save a relationship or show you how to use Bitcoin. We're just talking football from 9-11 Eastern every Tuesday night. So join us there as well. It's amazing. So busiest man telling you guys, I'm, I'm trying to grow up and be him. Is all I'm saying. Kevin, thank you again. It's been awesome. Uh, you are now officially uh, a team member of the show. I'm trying to come up with names for people who are guests. But <laughs> thank you again. Um, and uh, we'll be back actually in segment number three. Hazy Haymaker makes his NBA Christmas picks. First time ever on the show. A lot of firsts today. It's crazy. Downright Sports, everybody. First real signs of weirdness on Holyfield. First real signs. All right, we back. This is Downright Sports, and 
We got another guest, two guests, one show, never done before ever. Introducing to the Downright Sports family, the Downright Sports fan base, the one, the only, Hazy Haymaker. What's up, man, man? What's going on? What's happening? What's happening, family? How y'all living, man? How y'all doing? You don't understand if you're hearing this, if you're hearing my man Hazy for the first time, he is a YouTube celebrity after going to Las Vegas again, interviewed on the spot. Before we go into the basketball, real quick, two, three minutes, explain that. Explain that interview and what you talked about. Man, well, that was a, <laughs> it was definitely a, a, a good time, man. Uh, me and my right-hand man, uh, Rack Em Up Ron, we, we went out there to Vegas. And uh, we was having a good time, man. We was really up. It was like late at night. You know, we had plenty of good adult drinks. The vibe that is, the vibes, you know, the vibes. So then we was behind Flamingo. Uh, which is a good, good spot, man, if y'all ever head out there. We was back there, and we was taking a break. Out of the blue, I just see this one guy just come out of nowhere. And he had a microphone and a camera, and, you know, and Ron pointed him out, like, hey, you know, are you somebody special? Or do, you, do you do something? You know, are you, like, why do you have all of that? So he was like, yeah, actually, I do things on, on YouTube. You know, do you want to do an interview? I'm like, sure, you know, I'm an I'm a on-the-fly type of guy. You know, I'm always ready for the attention. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> Ron, on the other hand, of course, he declined. And, um, then the guy, you know, he started asking casual questions, of course, you know, kind of opening up. And then he hit me with some solid, like, really, you know, really picking your brain type of questions, man. And, of course, the intoxication I was at at the time, you know, he's really trying to catch me off guard, however. Your boy was always on top of him, man. He never catch me slipping. I gave some really good answers too. And he went through the whole list. I think he did most of the video, like was based off of my answers. So it was, it was definitely good times. One one of a kind type of moment for sure. I don't think anybody goes to Las Vegas is sober. Even if you're a pastor, we would right, I'm not gonna tell that story. I'm actually not gonna tell that story. Just I <laughs> I took an Uber with my uh, dude I was friends with at the time, and we were asking him questions, and the dude was like, oh, I'm a minister. I just do Uber on the side. I'm like, oh, you're probably not the one we should ask. But <laughs> it's just like, okay, good to know. Yeah, it's like, um, just drop me off, man. Like, enough's enough. All right. Hazy, my man, I got to ask you. The NBA season's going on right now. In the last segment, I was talking to my man, Kev. He brought it up. The seat, the, 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 the seats is wide open. It looked like everything's for grab. Me and you talked during the break. And I didn't even realize the Clippers were in fifth. You're a diehard Clippers fan. One of five in the United States. I, I just... <laughs> what's going on in the NBA? Does nobody want to be great no more? Like, is it parody? Like, what is it? I think, well, first and foremost, you know, just to be clear, so nobody think I'm a bandwagoner or what have you. You know, I have been a true Clippers fan since, you know, Sam Cassell, since Elton Brand, since the Davis, you know, Corey Maggette, like Chris Kane. I go all the way back with it. People ask why. Well, I mean, everybody was sweating the Lakers. Everybody was Kobe this, Kobe that. I was like, man, Clippers need love too. We've been rocking since day one. Um, now, as far as where we at now, where we stand at, of course, we fifth in the West. I'm happy about that. That's a victory. I'm a simple guy. I take my victories as they come every the day. And I think we just really grinding, trying to hold out. Now, currently, we do have Kawhi Leonard out. He's still trying to recover from his, like, ACL injury. He, you know, suffered from the playoffs last year. 
So a lot of people are still trying to count us out, but I really got to shout out, most importantly, Paul George. He has been balling, bro. Like, super balling. I think he's, he's definitely got to have, like, a career season right now. Sure. I, I told you. Really get a chance to check the stats, but I can definitely tell you, I mean, he's been the main reason he's been the core, and all of that pandemic P stuff, he had to put that to rest. Sure. I I told you this during the break, and I meant it, and I still mean it, and I think I talked about it on the show last year. Paul George in the playoffs last year won my respect. I've been vocal about this guy in years past. I was like, yo, this got to be one of the most overrated players in the game. He's just yeah. stealing money. And and what I think what soured me on him is when he went to OKC when he had an opportunity to go somewhere else, and I was like, he's shying away from the pressure. But... He took the team that's supposed to be Kawhi's team and was like, you know what? Let's ride this out. I got this. And, you know, almost squeaked out a playoff victory just on his back. Um, to answer your question, 20 points a game, 7 rebounds, 5, five assists. That's solid. Those are solid numbers. rise to the occasion and I feel like it's really been answering his calling is, you know, Mr. October, a.k.a. Mr. June Reggie Jackson. <laughs> that's that's my boy right there. Everybody, a.k.a. That's Bobby Spurs, you know, Dalvinator. But, uh, yeah, you know, he been, uh, he, been, he been getting busy, man. He really been stepping up and rising to the occasion. So even when, you know, PG needs, needs some nice rest, um, he, he's definitely been holding his hand on the court, too. And if I could add also what I feel like where the game is, what I've noticed, especially in the past week or two, there's been so many players that's been out with COVID. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, whether whether this has been exposure or if they have wrecked. Um, I mean, even just a couple of teams off the top of my head, like Charlotte. Yeah. Half their team is out right now. You know, the Bulls, half their team is out. A couple, two, three players here and there on other teams. So I feel like that's been contributing. To where the game has been shaking up right now. Yeah, I, I hope that, towards mid-season. I hope they find some way we like you know because it, it it does affect your team and it's hard. Like how do you you gotta you gotta keep playing and you missing your squad, you missing key guys. Are they supposed to just like stay in a closet? Like guys gotta go get groceries and mind is like living life. So it ain't you you right. security guard walk by. <coughs> oh, that's it. I'm out. Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It ain't, it's terrible. Anyway, the reason why the one, the only, wait a minute, what's your shoe name? I forgot that. It is Hazy for Kicks. Hey, yeah. And, yeah, Hazy for Kicks, H-A-Z-Y, number four, and Kicks with a Z. If, if, you, if, if you use that hand, catch me. You need to understand, like, I can't think. I'm not going to use drip. I know everybody uses drip. I'm old school. His, his kick game. His sneaker game is not to be touched. Don't come for him. I'm here to tell you right now. If you think you ready for that, you let me know. Email the show, downratesports11 at gmail.com. Hit me up at Instagram. I'll take on all challenges. I will put him up against anybody. And if I lose, he'll come back and win because he ain't going to take that laying down. Now... Why is he here? Because this man got me addicted to gambling, and I got to go to Gamblers Anonymous. Um, you're going to make your picks. I know I looked on FanDuel last night. They don't have the Christmas game picks ready, but we're just going to go based on what you think. 
Here are the games. Atlanta in the Knicks in New York. Boston in Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Golden State in Phoenix in Phoenix. That is the game to watch. Brooklyn in L.A. in L.A. And then the game I just said, this is pretty much a good game to bet on. Dallas and the Jazz. Um, That's a solid lineup right there. I didn't even know it was going to be that many this year. Yeah. Now you can you got freedom here. You can either just pick the game. Hey, this who's going to win? You ain't got to give a reason why. Just who you think, or you can give people ways to do a parlay. And the best parlay they should probably do that day. So I should have put one together, and I didn't. And that's my bad. We'll do uh, we'll do one around the All Star break, and then I'll put one together, and you can pick it. All right. Yeah, we we'll do that. All right. So uh, Twan, you got it. Go ahead. All right, you got Atlanta in New York. All right, Atlanta in New York. Of course, all of these definitely, you know, healthy and dependent. Um, I think New York will rise up to step up definitely in the garden. It's going to be a shootout. Surprisingly, it's going to be a shootout, but I think uh, the Knicks got that one. All right. Boston in Milwaukee. They're playing in Milwaukee. And Milwaukee right now 17, well, 18 and 10 after beating the Knicks yesterday. And Boston's 13 and 14. Just, I don't know where that team's going. Even though Boss, they still trying to find their groove and rhythm. I mean, the Bucks, I mean, they right on ticket now. Everybody's starting to come back healthy. I don't see them stopping them, especially on Christmas. You got Milwaukee? You, you know they got Boogie Cousins, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. In addition to that, I mean, they even filled in them gaps until they get Brooke back. I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to be coming back soon, but, um, you know, he's definitely going to fill in that gap. I like Boogie. Boogie's going to be that bully. He'll be that bully for them. That's what they need. We're going to come back to the Golden State and Phoenix game because I need a few minutes on that. But uh, Brooklyn and... Twan? Oh, snap. I think I lost him. Ooh, Dallas and Jazz. Man, that's going to be a tough one. And they're going to be in Utah? Yeah. Dallas is a little shaky on the road. Ain't going to lie. They, they, if there's a, a, you know... Live by the three, die by the three. Saying this definitely though, but I just don't feel like that's going to be enough to match against Jazz defense. A solid spider. Once he gets going, especially at home, man, it's 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 unstoppable movement for sure. So definitely Utah. Yeah, I like them, and you know, I secretly think they may come out the West, like just a quiet, like they got that Spurs like swag. They just ain't turned that corner yet. Yeah, they just. Season after season, that starts to really show and develop. So mm-hmm. absolutely, they flow when Joe Ingles gets the flowing. But uh, <clears throat> by, uh, what, Bogdanovich? Yeah, Devin Mitchell. Dev, is it Devin Mitchell? Is it Devin? Yeah, no, yeah, Donovan. Yeah, yeah. Spider, yeah. Oh, I know that was his nickname. Connolly, when Connolly can really facilitate like he does and be a true veteran, they really at their best. And it's definitely uh, Rudy Gobert in the paint. I mean, defensively. <laughs> Definitely strong candidate to player of the year. It's my favorite player in the game. I ain't even gonna lie to you. All right, the marquee game. This game, prime time. Written. This is the showtime game of Christmas. Golden State and Phoenix. Last year, Chris Paul was my MVP. I don't know why he didn't get it. This year, Steph is looking like the front runner. Twan, we taking Golden State. We taking Phoenix. This is a fight for first place. This is really gonna be tough. First and foremost, shout out to Bucks. Um, 
I can say that, like, regardless of who you rep, that is it is really something. We watching greatness. Like, mm-hmm. it's really something amazing, especially when Steph is playing. Like, it's some same type of feeling in moments, like when MJ just be on the court doing his thing. <laughs> uh, but, of course, different as, aspects to it. But, yeah, man, like, uh, if they're going to be in Golden State, say they are. No, they in Phoenix. Oh, they are in Phoenix. Okay. So, and even shout out to Phoenix, shout out to Monty Williams, Chris Paul. I mean, just really, you know, season the moment and stepping up into this role in this in this point in his career. Um, I feel like they haven't missed a step since where they were at, um, you know, in the finals. They have not missed a step. Of course, there was a little bit of dysfunction going in with, you know, the whole eight situation. Yeah. Um, and, and, and all of that. But, yeah, man, I mean, everybody is really, you can tell everybody's really accepting their role and they come together. So it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be so bad. <sighs> I, I'm telling people calling that one, man. I, you know, I really think I, I'm gonna say Golden State still. I think Go, I got the Suns coming out the West. I got the Suns coming out the West in the long game, but Golden State going to take that. Oh, you got the Suns coming out in the West? Yeah, I got the Suns coming out the West on that. You may sway me on that. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching All Star Christmas is when I start paying attention because before Christmas, it's all um, um, exhibition games. I feel like in the true. <laughs> like they should just start December twenty fifth every year. Hey, hey, nigga, you the man. Yeah. These are your picks: Knicks, Milwaukee, Golden State, Brooklyn, Jazz. He's taking two road teams. If you win in, if anybody, if you make your picks or for this man's bets, you better send him some money. Is all I got to say. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Give me a couple of dollars, something now. Something. <laughs> Cup of coffee or something, man. Right. Anyway, AZ, I appreciate you joining the show, man. It, uh, I, I'll see you in a few days. And um, uh, we got to get you back for the All-Star break. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, man. I, I appreciate being on. Uh, you know, we definitely going late. And but while I'm on the way out, shout out to everybody that was able to cop the release of the year. <laughs> All these. You know I had to do it and do it real quick for him, man. The Cool Break 11s. They are so clean and crispy. If you do not have these, I'm sorry that you missed out. You want to pay the overhead, but they worth it. Though. I missed out. Collection. I missed out. I really did. I, I didn't, I'm not, I, I'm so out the game, man. I'm so out the game. Hazy, you have a good night, man. We'll see you in a few days. Um, Happy holidays to you and your family, man. Yeah, you and yours, man. Take care. Thanks. See you, man. All right, America, as I try to stop all these videos. I think now I know why I don't do interviews all the time, because it takes too much time. <laughs> First show with no music. I did a whole show, no music. It's crazy. Wall to wall, wall to wall. Anyway, thank you all for listening. It's been fun. I appreciate it. Um, Downright Sports will be off, obviously, for Christmas. We'll be back the following week going into the new year. Um, and then, uh, we're going to have that week off. We'll have some best of shows I got to put together. I'm going to have to probably do it in a couple days. Uh, check out, uh, check out Downray Sports at Instagram and TikTok under the name Downray Sports. Hit me up at Twitter at BrentReed18. Email the show, become a fan of the show at, uh, DownrightSports11 at gmail.com. You can listen to the show Wednesdays, 11 o'clock in the morning. All right, uh, Street Madness 
www.airtime.pro. You can also listen to the show in its original home, DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B, except on Thursdays when it's all about the sports. And then you always listen to the podcast anywhere, anytime. New episodes drop Wednesdays at 12 o'clock. Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, anywhere. Um, For those of you that do want to hear some music, I will have music on the podcast because I'm actually over my time on both channels, so I'm sorry for that. And um, be safe. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy with uh, Just enjoy time with your family. It's important, especially in today's day. You want to just spend that extra, extra, extra time. And um, I'm out. As always, deuces.